0: Hi friend, welcome to Barefoot Business, the podcast for marketing and event professionals who care about shared experiences that drive connection. All episodes are seven minutes or less, hosted by the most fun founders of the Community Factory, Liz and Nicole, whose mission in life is to get people talking. So let's start. Hey, I'm Liz and I'm here with David Stevens today, the co-author of Increase ROI, Increasing Wellness, which is a white paper that was published in Preview Meetings and Incentives. And I have so many questions for you. As I read through the white paper, I see you've got your three what does wellness mean pillars here. And it's mindfulness, it's movement, and it's nutrition.
1: I, I call it mindfulness movement, and meals.
0: Well, let's start with mindfulness because meditating seems like a great idea and I've tried it with my Headspace app or my Peloton app, but I don't get anything from it. Why do I care? What am I supposed to be getting from it? But yeah, why do I care?
1: I think it's really about giving yourself time. It's a bigger thing than like I'm supposed to have some transcendent experience and like find my inner importance and my place in the universe. Like When you just are intentionally taking time for yourself and putting yourself first and saying, I am a priority, it shifts things. And that's what happened to a lot of people during the pandemic. I was not a meditator. I tried to headspace for a while. And to be completely frank, usually when I meditate, I end up taking a little power nap. But you know what? I wake up, I feel great. I'm ready to go back at it. I feel like a million bucks. I don't care. And that's the beauty of meditation is it is what you get out of it is totally up to you. And if you're getting something from it, if you say these 10 minutes a day, I'm just going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to put myself first and I'm going to just center myself. You'll get a different thing out of it every single time. But what I'm
0: hearing you say, and I don't know if you're saying this or not, but is I just need the time for me. But what I do is have my hot tea and journal, and it's just doodling and journaling and coming up with things. And does that count? Is that mindful enough?
1: The whole idea behind mindfulness is focusing on yourself and creating intention and making sure that you're where you want to be. I'd say it counts. The idea is that you're just really supposed to pause, free your thought process from what you're doing. Some people count working out as their mindfulness because... When you're doing a task not related to what you're working on, you can create alpha waves in your brain and come up with solutions to problems that you haven't been able to solve yet. It doesn't really matter what it is or how you execute it, but the idea is taking the time for yourself and giving yourself the space to be okay. We did it in an event layout, workouts in the morning, and we had a meditation, a yoga, and a bodyweight bootcamp all at the same time in the morning. Some people didn't go to it, and that's totally okay. But you know what they did do? Is like They hammered out their email. So that by the time they got down to breakfast, they were in the right mental space to be able to absorb the information that they were going to get from the keynote.
0: Is a much more implementable way to think about mindfulness than just saying, well, if you're not meditating, you're not being mindful.
1: I think that's the bigger thing is this whole thing. When we first were going to do the webinar about it, there was a news article that morning about Goop and one of their senior executives that came out and said, Goop has a toxic wellness problem. You're not doing wellness the way we're telling you to do wellness. You didn't meditate today. You didn't work out today. Wellness shaming. Wellness means different things to different people. And mindfulness means different things to different people. Movement means different things. It it is about inclusion and not exclusion. And as people return to live events, our jobs are actually a little tougher because we have to cater to a much broader audience that is way more interested in themselves than they used to be, which... That sounds terrible, but when you pause and think about it, it really makes sense because people got very comfortable in the way they wanted to live their lives and they figured out what was important to them. And if they come to your event and you inhibit those things for them, they're not going to come back.
0: What do you think about the 8 a.m. meeting start time?
1: It's awful. I went to an industry event, keynote speaker, 8 a.m., breakfast. I didn't have time to work out in the morning. I mean, sure, I could have gotten up at 5, but I didn't want to. I wanted my sleep. I like Um, hearing
0: that from the fittest man in events. But even you don't want to get up at 5 and work out all the time.
1: Sleep is critical. I will 9 times out of 10 trade sleep for workouts because it's just better for you. I get there, and the first keynote speaker is all about taking time for yourself and not like jamming yourself up with back-to-back meetings in between your meetings, take a break. And they have this keynote... And then we go into speed dating appointments, like, okay, next appointment starts in two minutes. And I was like, did anybody listen to this keto before, like they had them speak? And the light bulb really came on that we talk about these things, but until we actually implement them, we're just. Flapping our gums.
0: On one hand, I want to take that and go with it because I have a question about it. But on the other, I want to jump into movement. So your second M. So on the movement front, I do not enjoy working out in front of or with other people. And I very rarely take my tennis shoes with me because it doesn't fit into my carry on and I will not check a bag. So what are the recommendations that an event producer could put together that would accommodate someone like me?
1: I would wear your tennis shoes on the plane and then pack your other shoes. And then you have them. All right. Problem solved. Next. The idea behind the movement is it's science-based. Most people remember the presidential fitness test.
0: Oh, yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger was my presidential fitness test cheerleader.
1: Right. Well, that started with JFK. And he and the federal government invested millions of dollars doing studies on what the impact of physical activity with the ability to learn was. Long story short, the presidential fitness test was the idea that we were going to be fitter and smarter than any other country in the world. And those things tied to each other. They did all kinds of tests. There's a myriad of books. They did so much research on the fact that kids that move learn more. They retain more. They test better. One of the things is because a short bout of intense cardiovascular movement releases brain-derived neurotropic that is responsible for memory and learning. If you could go into your day knowing that I can do something to retain more information, that's where the science comes in. Doing these workouts isn't just like, oh, it makes you feel good. There's a reason it makes you feel good because of what actually it physically does chemically to your body's chemistry, let alone if your body's a little tired, you're going to really enjoy sitting in that room, hopefully with some green greenery around you and whatnot but you're going to be focused you're not going to have nervous energy your body's not going to be unrestful and like you want to move and you want to stand and whatnot you're you're going to be prepared to like sit there and just let your brain do its thing and take in information